I want to welcome you to day four of Revelation chapter 10. We're looking at verses five to seven today, getting back to this chapter, these verses. Let me begin by reading those verses for you. Revelation 10, verses five to seven. Then the angel that I had seen standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven, and he swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and all that is in them, the earth and all that is in it, and the sea and all that is in it. And he said, and he said, there will be no more delay. But in those days when the seventh angel is about to sound his trumpet, the mystery of God will be accomplished, just as he announced to his servants, the prophets. So here we see our angel again, the one who has a face like the sun, the one who has the rainbow over his head, whose legs are like fiery pillars. He is raising his right hand to heaven and he is swearing before God. By the way, there is good evidence in history that this is where we get the idea of raising our right hand to take an oath in a courtroom from what this angel did right here. Raise your right hand and swear before God. Every time we do that, it harkens back to this moment when this angel is raising his right hand and he's swearing before God. And as he swears, he says, there is no more delay because the mystery of God, the mystery of God is going to be accomplished. Well, let's start there. Let's start with the mystery of God and then talk about what he says about no more delay. What is this mystery of God? If I see the word mystery, I don't know about you, I want to know what's the solution to the mystery. Some people say it's the rapture, that this is the moment when the rapture happens. But there's something broader that's going on here. It's going to be accomplished just as he announced to his servants, the prophets. It sounds like something that's been announced all the way from the Old Testament to the New. There's something broader that's going on here. And when you see the phrase, the mystery of God, there's something broader about that very phrase. It's hard to say precisely what he means here, but you can see broadly what he means because this phrase or its equivalent, it is used for a lot of different areas and aspects of God's plan. The ultimate conversion of the Jews, the fact that many in the Jewish nation are going to be brought in. In Romans chapter 11, that is called a mystery. In Ephesians chapter 3, God's purpose for the church is called a mystery. In Romans chapter 11, the fact that God's going to bring in the fullness of those who are not Jews, who are Gentiles, that's called a mystery. Colossians 1, the presence of Jesus in the believer is called a mystery of God. Colossians 4, the gospel, the good news itself is called the mystery of God. You need to understand what the word mystery means in the New Testament. It's not something we have to figure out on our own energy. The idea of a mystery is something that can be understood only by the revelation of God. I can't figure it out. I'm not supposed to try to figure it out. It is a mystery of God. And so the only way to know it is for him to reveal it. And here he is. He is revealing this mystery. The mystery of God will be accomplished. There is a sense here that God is about to accomplish the resolution of all things, the finishing of his plan for the ages. And if you look at Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians 1, verses 9 and 10 says, And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment. And what is this mystery? To bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Jesus Christ. That's it. That's the focus of it. Now, there may be some details here that I don't quite understand that I'm going to know more about when I get to heaven. I will fully, fully, fully admit that. But there's no doubt 
when you hear the mystery of God is about to be accomplished, and you read in Ephesians 1, this is going to happen when the times will have reached their fulfillment. That's what's happening here. And what is this mystery? What does God reveal to us? He reveals to us that it's all about glory to God. Everything's going to be brought together under one head, Jesus Christ. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's the day that we look forward to. That is not true on the earth today. Every knee does not bow to Jesus Christ. Many people ridicule Jesus Christ. Every tongue does not confess Jesus Christ. Many people confess only their own selfishness, and we do evil to one another, and we suffer in this world. It's not always going to be so. In fact, in these verses, in verse 6, the angel says, there will be no more delay. You have to remember that here's the apostle John writing near the end of his life. And he'd been one of those disciples that had stood and watched Jesus ascend into heaven and had heard an angel say, just as you saw him ascend into heaven, in the same way he's going to return. So they had all expected Jesus Christ to return immediately. Now many of the disciples, the followers of Jesus Christ, they've died, they've been martyred. John is the last one left. He's about to die. So he has to be questioning. Maybe many in the church are questioning, why the delay? Did we get it wrong? Is he not going to return? Should we expect Jesus to return? Why the delay? I don't understand all the whys in the delay, except to know that it's, it's to accomplish the plan of God in ways that I don't understand. But I do understand this. It is a delay. It is a delay for the inevitable, that Jesus Christ is going to return. It is a delay for the inevitable. He is going to do away with all evil, and every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, as I look at my life, as you look at your life, there are delays all the time. I face them, you face them. There is this delay, this big, broad, huge delay as we wait for Jesus to return, but there's also the delay as you wait for a prayer to be answered. There's the delay as you wait for a hope to be fulfilled that you have. There is the delay as you wait for your own growth, for you to grow like you desire to grow, for you to get closer to Christ. There's the delay of you waiting for someone you know to become a believer, to begin to follow Jesus Christ. Why the delay? I don't know all the answers to that. But I do know this, in the promise of God, it is but a delay. We can, we can depend on him to fulfill his promise in our lives. We can depend on him to be working for his good in the lives of those that we're praying for. So what do we do when there's a delay? The Bible says that our attitude in the midst of a delay should be an attitude of anticipation. Now, I don't know about you, but many times when I face a delay, my attitude is anything but that. It's an attitude of doubt. It's an attitude of confusion because I don't know why the delay is there. The question is this, what am I going to trust? Am I going to trust my circumstances, or am I going to trust God's promise? My circumstances, this one moment in time, these few years that I live on this earth, it's taking a little longer to happen than I would like. Am I going to let those be the biggest voice, or am I going to let the promise of God, which has been there from eternity to eternity, which has been kept in every believer, every saint of every age, am I going to let that be the voice that I listen to? Yeah, we face delays. And when we face them, you and I have a chance to say, who is it that we trust? Am I going to trust my circumstances, or am I going to trust Christ? Let's talk to him together. Jesus, we don't understand why there are delays, but we do understand that you are greater than any delay that can happen. We do understand that your plan 
your plan is not always understood by us, but it is always right, is always just, and it's always on time. So Lord, when we face a delay, instead of confusion, let us choose anticipation. The anticipation that you are working. That even in the delay, you're working to grow us. And at the end of that delay, Lord, your glory is going to be shown in ways that we don't yet understand. Lord, in this moment, whatever delay we're personally facing in our lives, I pray, God, that we trust that you are going to send deliverance. And we pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Tomorrow, we're going to finish our look at Revelation chapter 10, and we're going to look together at the awesome and the personal power of God's Word. Mm-hmm.